Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen and Head of Sport Mark McMahon to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's podcast, we bring you all the latest on the coronavirus crisis, how it's impacting Pompey and the Blues plans moving forward. Plus, on a much needed lighter note, another Harry Redknapp story is debunked by the sports desk lads as we expose the flaws in his Darren Anderton signing anecdote. And where is Joey Barton's minder? We reveal the tale of the Fleetwood manager's sidekick and his issue with a Pompey legend. We're now available on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. So give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 Pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Hello, welcome to Pompey Talk, the news' latest Pompey podcast. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss all things Pompey is Jordan Cross and special guest, Neil Allen. Welcome, Neil. Thank you. Your Pompey Talk, the news slash podcast special, Pompey Fratton Park Live from the news. It's my debut, isn't it? It's your debut, yeah. It's my debut, my, my bow. You must feel this must be a, one of the proudest moments. I can see a book coming, a chapter in the latest book on this. <laughs> no, year. I don't know about Neil's bowels. <laughs> <laughs> but this was meant to be behind closed doors, Pompey Talk with the coronavirus, but we do actually have an audience of two. So we thank the audience. You'll all be tested afterwards. Well, Habib does, look, Habib, Habib does look a bit sickly. That, that's because he's had three donuts. He's had three afternoon. donuts, possibly four. Exactly. He's in denial. He'll need to start running again and seeing those uh, those dinosaurs coming out of the sea and things, won't yeah. Before you know it, it's going to become a donut. Oh, oh don't no. be saying that now. Oh. Yeah. We've still, we've still got what well, must be about six months to the, the Great South run, maybe seven or eight. So we'll get see. Rid, get rid of Habib. We'll get, we'll get Habib. What, <laughs> why is he gesticulating? What does that mean? That means we need to wind up or carry on with what we're here well, to we talk about. We best get our banter in now because once we get round to coronavirus, we're gonna, the sort of tone's going to struggle we're, somewhat. We're not, isn't we're not going to be able to maybe have a smell on our faces or anything like there when we do go into the serious matters. But. Um, Let's go. Let's into go, serious let's, matters. <laughs> let's go into serious matters. Um, the coronavirus, then, Jordy. As yet, we're not quite sure what the implications are, but evidence suggests that we could have games behind closed doors. There's even a possibility that, well, if you hear some sources, that they might even postpone the season for a bit and carry on during the summer. Well, we're sat here three o'clock on Thursday, aren't we? And and um, you know, over the period that people are listening to this, it's going to kick on. Yeah, a heck of a lot. It's it's moving all the time. I guess you could probably for for the, the uh, for this podcast start at the the Times reporting at last night the suspension or the impending um, behind closed doors story, um, which we, we which really kicked things on. And um, and as we sit here, there's no official details from the football league, which is obviously the most relevant to Pompey. But we've had a had a press conference and. Uh, Kenny Jacket was pretty good, wasn't he? As much as he could say, he was pretty really mm. open about it. That, that you know, the, the obvious things you ask about is any, anyone tested positive? No. Um, as far as we, it can be, it's pretty much business as, as usual. He's addressed the players. Um, any concerns? There was no obvious concerns or no concerns voiced from the players. So, as best they can, as as, as things stand, as we we're so uh, fond of saying it at the weekend when we cover games. Um, it's 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 carry on and prepare for a game. Will it be behind closed doors? Will, you know, will will the league be suspended? I mean, it, it seems to be moving towards a, a behind closed door yeah. door scenario. 
um, as things stand. But Mark Cutler's been in, in touch with with the with league, and then and at, at the moment they're just waiting for instruction. Yeah, Neil, you've spoken to Mark Catlin, um but do you sense that there is massive concerns then over the AFL Trophy final at Wembley? That there's fifty yeah. odd thousand tickets sold for it, but there's a very good chance that game's not going to go ahead on. So, what, yeah, April 5th. Yeah, I'll get out of jail, John. Yeah, I was going to say September. <laughs> probably that's where it'll end up, probably. I'm literally not even joking. <laughs> I spoke to Mark Callan Wednesday morning, half nine, and obviously it's a, it's a changing scenario, isn't it? And the things have changed since then. And uh, But it's a legitimate fear that the, that the final's not going to take place. I think uh, it's obvious, really. Yeah. Um, what's the point of doing it behind closed doors at Wembley? Even the cost of staging at Wembley. Yeah. Um, and it's, the competition is all about well, the Wembley experience, isn't it? And the fans being there. So perhaps it can be moved in the summer, part of pre-season. You know, um, depends on how Wembley is. So that, there, there are all sorts of things going on. And in the meantime, the here and now, we're waiting to find out what's going to happen Saturday, whether fans are allowed into Fratton Park. Um, bizarrely, it's going to be, it was meant to be ex-players association uh, day with people like Neil Webb and Darren Anton lined up to appear at half-time. Uh, to wave in front of the crowd, but I think that's going to happen in yeah. the stands. Wave at the press, uh, if we're yeah. allowed in. There's a fans' conference scheduled for two hours in the morning of the game, uh, which perhaps might still go ahead, but then they might just have to go home. So there's all these sort of things going on, and uh, we don't know. We're just in a bit of limbo, and it's a tremendous shame, but you look at the, the wider... Yeah. issue here isn't it yeah. it's quite understandable isn't it let's face yeah. it I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt we spoke to James Bolton today and Kenny and I kind of felt for James somewhat because how can he, how can he we were obviously asked the questions about what the players are going through and the, and the wider issues of coronavirus he's a footballer mm. he, he's not you know part of the World Health Organisation or part of the government or an expert in the field but I thought we spoke very well actually um, James on it he said that you know there's been some sort of banter if you want to call that in, in, in the dressing room which is how f- footballers react to stuff they just it's their kind of default setting we said actually there's, you know, there's an underlying very serious issue so um, I thought I thought he did well um, and, and well, he's not known for, for tackling viruses but he can tackle Arsenal players we know that <laughs> we get a joke in there somewhere <laughs> can't we well done so yeah but you got the impression from him and from Kenny Jagger also that if 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 the EFL Trophy Final or sorry leasing dot com trophy sorry yes, yes, you're getting trouble we got an e- seriously well, I've had an email about these <laughs> these people I've had an email from the EFL complaining that it keeps being called EFL, the EFL Trophy EFL yeah. are watching they yes. are they are watching listening I, I have to admit I am guilty of that there Shen I never refer to it as leasing dot com they are not happy <laughs> and, and the, to, the sponsors are not happy with the Portsmouth news they they gave us some good information about prize money the other week and uh, yeah the, the caveat to all this information which a ratings winner which I know you're very interested in was we, we call it leasing.com and not EFL Trophy and I'm all against sponsors names for stadiums you know trophies etc so, but I've, I kind of deferred to them until today when I put uh, leasing.com in my tweet and a massive oh, great no. banner for leasing.com yeah, up, came yeah. up yeah. I've had to step too far so it's back yeah. to EFL Trophy for that one Definitely. unless leasing.com want to sponsor Pond we talk and by the way we are, <laughs> we are open to sponsorship if anybody wants to get in contact Seamless. with Simon Toft at the head of commercial he's looking at, for sponsors he's looking for sponsors yeah he can't so. go to the Pizza House restaurant I was about to say the Pizza House restaurant or betting room that's easy one 
Yeah, the two goatees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, beyond those two, we were struggling. Mind you, they played for our pre-seasons a couple of times. Oh, definitely, they? definitely. But no, James Bolton, he seemed to be open to the idea of the Leeson.com trophy being played as part of pre-season. Jordan, that yes. doesn't seem to be a, a bad solution, though, does it? Again, you know, no precedent set. We're in uncharted territory here. Uh, but theoretically, if, if things were going to be moved back to, say, you know, it's moving all the time. I know there's been suspended league programmes, but they seem to be looking in other countries in similar situations to, to what we are here, kind of reviewing in about four weeks. Mm-hmm. France is the case, I think, off to mid-April, aren't they? Um, so if, if things were to improve, although the expert advice says it's going to be anything between six and 18 months, you know, until this is under control, then you, you could look at it, you know, moving back possibly. So would it be the end of the season would it be pre-season I'm having a chat with our, our friend Andy Moon from BBC up at the training ground he said there's a problem because UEFA want control of Wembley um, within a, a, a couple of weeks for, for competitions so um, it, it, for all use for UEFA if <laughs> oh you cough there <laughs> did you see that cough in the correct oh. manner it was a correct cough I though, take my it? public health safety very seriously so thanks for interrupting me with that no subtle cough you Coffee. may continue. <laughs> I wanted to do that in the other direction. I forgot where I was. UEFA, wasn't I? Wembley. Um, there's issues about whether it would conceivably be moved into the end of the season. So pre-season, if things were hopefully under more control, because as Neil quite rightly said, it's all about the fans being there. That yeah. final, isn't it? That's what we all to make the occasion for the fans, for the club, for the for the players, for everyone involved. You need need the fans there. So if you could move it into a, you know almost a community shield sort of scenario, yeah, in a pre-season program then that would be um, a possible scenario where it would work. There's lots of ifs and buts attached to that yet. As I yeah. say, we, we, we see where we are. It's moving on like a couple of days at a time, isn't yeah. it? So. Yeah, we could come out of this here and all of a sudden there's an announcement made by the We could government. come out of this with COVID-19, the way you're acting. Exactly, there, we could yeah. do. Sorry, sorry. Um, Neil, at the Valencia game midweek, there's fans standing outside the stadium as their team played in the Champions League. <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain, Dortmund, there was a lot of PSG fans outside the ground. Do you anticipate if Pompey have to shut the doors, there'll be a massive crowd outside Fratton Park? Well, what will be really interesting, if no fans are allowed, I'd be interested to see if John Westwood gets in after half an hour, like he normally does. You're referring back to Melwall, are you? Just every game, every week. Oh, he never makes kick off. <laughs> Oh yeah, especially away games. You'd never just be leaving the Devonshire uh, about two fifty nine. Get my last point. It'll be behind closed doors, and suddenly you start hearing the bell the about bell twenty ringer. minutes in, <laughs> just yeah. with his uh, singing. Um, yeah, it's just be real, really surreal. It's, it's uh, we're just in limbo at the moment, aren't we? We we don't quite know what to make of it all, and um, yeah. <sighs> Apparently, acting, West would have been there with his apparently crew, Arkansas fans could turn up on Saturday because they're less than fifty people turn up, and it's only takes oh, into consideration the mass. That's not, that's that's not, not very nice. nice. That's oh. that's not very nice, is it? You can't do that. And then it was a fleet with the sixty-four, sixty-four hardy fans that I really oh, appreciate. No, don't just turn it around now and start. Now you were sort of mocking the smaller clubs in League One. That was a sterling effort coming down on that on that night for from Fleetwood. Listen to people like yourself. That you know, people. That was. No was I sat and watched it on iFollow rather than turn up on the yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a weird one, by the way. The whole um, the, the time story <laughs> suggesting that um, the fact with the three o'clock kickoff, they're not going to lift the blanket ban because the the fact that they have that in place is to attract people to go to games. Yeah, but they're keeping the blanket ban in place according to the time story. Yeah, 
the game, there's no fans allowed at the game. Yeah, strange. It's strange one. What, what would the likes of Ronald Curtis do if, he, if his mum had tweeted something that, about his goal scoring record and he scored against Agden and there's nobody there to point the finger to in the crowd? Or the Brett sh- Pittman, what if he turned around? Well, she might not be allowed in. Yeah, exactly. So what would he do? The f- well, no, she'd be giving the team talks that she'd, she'd be allowed in. Yeah. Marie, I'm, just Marie, thinking, I'm just thinking about if somebody scores a goal and Nanny Cannon wants to just take lead after scoring his first goal from the park to the crowd or Brett Pittman wants to cup his ear to the end or whatever like there's what would they do like a bit like Steve Wilson I remember playing five day football <laughs> and I thought he was in front of the front end and he'd give it the big yo and it was just a push <laughs> and you're sort of like going Steve why are you doing I, that I there? think we're going to get a lot more uh, people wanting to get in the press box as well now I mean, a lot more accreditation we, we believe that there'll be certain local media organisations that go up from probably about three or four to about twenty yeah they're all going in the press box won't they so include a certain Mr Moody no <laughs> I haven't seen Mark for a while, so no, no. Exactly, no. You never know. But he always pop up. He does in the pop press. up. He did, yeah, you know, last yeah. one at the um, at the uh, trophy final last year, actually. Oh, was that right? Oh, he was I did a panorama. I did a panorama of the press box, and it's got Mark Moody's bald head in the yeah. corner. Steve Wilson actually, we just referenced, noticed it. <laughs> so he's in there again. Can you believe it? Oh my god! He well, turns it every time, but the big Mark Moody's in there. Yeah. I was going a bit concerned. He talking about panorama, and uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you might do an investigation, Harry Redknapp style. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Go on, let me find actually, out about Mark. She just mentioned how he ran up. I read something on Sky yesterday that he, they, they must have did an interview with him about signings that could and couldn't have been. And he admitted that whenever he bought uh, No Palmero and Sean Davis and Pedro Mendes, yeah. he actually went to Spurs so he could bring back Darren Anderton. So he went to Spurs to bring back Anderton and came back with three, four players instead. Did <laughs> he say that? Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. I know Harry makes these things up as he, he goes. He tried on to sign Anderton a couple, of, a couple of times with Pompey. He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was kind of the, the, the someone who's looking for a marquee signing, and in the yeah, Merson came, didn't he? And yeah. there was kind of Ravanelli, Les Ferdinand, Anderton were all getting mentioned in this kind of. I'm in Mark's story, so I don't know. He might, he might just be plucking them out of the sky, but he's on the back page of all those, you know, all those heads. Quite. Like, oh, we're gonna get one of these big, big. Hits. Well, Merson was pretty. We'll big, have to check it? that Darren Anderson was actually at Spurs. I'm, I'm, at the just, time. I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious. Thing, like, I'm suspicious. I don't think he was. I don't no. think that adds up. Well then, I, I, yeah. I don't think he was. I think it was at either Birmingham or Wolves at that stage. I don't oh, think that date right? adds yeah. up. Yeah, certainly. Two, that'd be what two thousand and five, wouldn't it? Five, That's six. too late. So you're saying there's a few pork pies. Hold on a minute. You you chat on. You chat on, and we'll look into this. I think he might have been at Birmingham or West or Wolves. Yeah, it would have been a hell of a saying enough to have brought him back to front park. Is this another Harry story debunked? It, no, it is because because <laughs> I think Darren Anton played against Redknapp in Redknapp's last game for Southampton, and they played against Wolves or Birmingham. Or How like can that. you remember that? Darren Anton was at Spurs from 1992 to 2004. The other guy, so, so he was 2004 to 2005. He was at Birmingham, 2005 to here we yeah. go exclusively on this Pompey Talk. See, it's a, it's a Harry uh, falsehood. Uh, up there with the Benjani one. You do have it? to be careful in those types of stories. If Harry does say someone and we decide to pick up a line or two to do our own yeah, stuff, you, you have, have to, to be very, it. very careful. Don't so you? basically, that's that's wrong. Yeah. Harry, what Harry and said is incorrect. So something Harry that came out of Harry's mouth was, mouth was was not true. Yeah, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Not true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll just leave that at that then. <laughs> we do love Harry though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but okay, let's talk about the Fleetwood game on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, give yes. you cold shivers every time you think about it. Oh, you talk about the last two, can't you? As being pretty. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to talk about. Peter, go back to Peterborough. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just um, Dembele and Tony. You know, wasn't it absolutely two of the best performances? And and they're facing the Pompey well beaten. No complaints about that one. 
And Tuesday, well, it wasn't um, wasn't the most entertaining affair, was it? No. As a spectacle. And probably just stuttering at the moment, really. Yeah. At a time when they need to be hitting the show. As Kenny said today at the press, this is a time when, you know, single single digits left on the games. And, 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 they're, and they're stuttering at the moment. They need to find the answer quickly. OK, I mean, the caveat to that is... And I think the booze were a bit bit much because, you know, little old Fleetwood, as I say, 64 fans, people that come up with that kind of nonsense. They're one defeat in sort of... Is it unbeaten in 12 or 13? Unbeaten in 12 and one defeat in 18, I believe now. So they're in powerful form and they're, and they're right in there for for a reason. But it wasn't it wasn't a great game. And Pompey, and Pompey were well were well short, short of their best. What concerned me most was um, Joey Barton didn't have his minder with him. <laughs> and that's the second game because Joey Barton has a minder with him. Right. right? Big ball-headed bouncer, right? And uh, for the away game, he wasn't there, right? But he was there early in the season. What he does is bouncer stands in the tunnel and keeps an eye on Joey Barton because obviously all these horrible League One fans <laughs> are after him. And even at the end of the game, when Joey Barton goes up to do the local radio with Fleetwood, the, the minder goes up the steps with him and stands near him. Yeah. Even when there's no one left in the stadium, his minder stands there keeping an eye. So perhaps he thinks Andy Moon's going to launch at him, or, or <laughs> well, Jake Pompey Smith's going to say harsh words. If I don't know, didn't he? Didn't he take umbrage at Guy Whittingham being a bit of, um, up at Fleetwood? Yeah, he did <laughs> early in the season. Yeah, because Guy was too close to Joe Barton. The guy was actually on air at the time, and his bouncer told Guy to move away. You sure, this wasn't Meghan Markle. In the last two games, the minder. It basically looks like the thing from the Fantastic Four uh, in human form. Um, wasn't there. He's not been there for the last two games. So I don't know what's happened there. Maybe he's serving Joey Barton's too much bombs yeah. or something. Could be. Like he's serving his prison sentence, couldn't Come, he, soon? That, that, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut, that, cut that bit out. Yeah, um, <laughs> the court case is to come, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes, I don't know where he was. Yeah. Where Where is Joey Barton's mind, though? Does anyone know? I'm, I'm not, I mean, the last minder I saw was... Obviously, Harry, when he came back for 2005. Five, yes. He had SS minors, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the last time. So, where is Joey Barton? That's, that's, that's a concern, that is. We could, I was going to say, we could put a, an appeal out in Crime Watch, but they were <laughs> completely the wrong show. Yeah. 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 Our audience is growing. I think it's something we should get out there, shouldn't we? Yeah. Be a minder. Yeah. George Cole, find him. Well, you know, years ago, we had Where's Carnu, didn't we? As we waited for him to turn up for pre season. Mm. And um, inevitably, he, he never appeared. He never did, Every no. time. We can now move on to where's Joey Barton's <laughs> mind. <laughs> but, yeah, Joey Barton then, so... It, it was definitely two points dropped on Tuesday night, wasn't it? Uh, no, I, I thought it was... Considering how... It sounded a bit like, like, like Harry, didn't it? No, for sure! <laughs> uh, considering how well Fleetwood played, Pompey should accept a point. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, it's disappointing not to get all three. And Pompey did take the lead at one point, but on the balance of the game and Pompey's performance was poor and how well Fleetwood played, you're scrambling around going definitely to take the point. But you know, it's, it's home and no, uh, the point's not enough in the hope, you know, in the, in the full context of the season if you get with, but on the events of the evening, which you know, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It was, I suppose it, it wasn't good enough for a win to perform. No, that no, one, not at all. Not at all. I suppose the fact that Sunderland got beat had brushed the Rovers meant that wasn't as significant as what it could have been. No. Pompey are moved up the fourth. They're still if they went well I can't remember. Are they no. Rotherham what? are still three points clear. Two. Two, two clear, yeah. 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 Lots on sixty it's, it's very lots tight, fifty nine. Uh, but you're looking at if you're looking at the games as, as a group now, which you want to almost do at this time of the season, then you you, you need to be winning your own games, which Pompey have, have, have done excellently. 
given how hard the away games are. Um, so now what, what are they on sixty points? So with nine to go, you know yeah. you need to be there needs to be a, a real run of, of wins because it's going to get north of eighty. Yeah. It's going to probably be about eighty two, eighty three on the fourth. So me and you were discussing they like mm. if Pompey say when there are th- is a three four four at home, home at, four at home five away and those. They're going to need to pick up some points, aren't they? On, yeah. on away from home. If you win all four at twelve points, you still need another what? Mm. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Away from home, they're going to need to pick up someone at least against Oxford, Ipswich, or Rotherham, aren't they? Well, they can't lose before to lose, they can they? If they lose to Oxford in Rotherham, then most yeah. likely they're going to finish above them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought that Pompey needed to win their home games and avoid defeat in the big away games. That they, you know, they've now failed to win a home game. I don't think they beat Peterborough, so you're now looking at them to go to these places and and yeah. and get you know from a promotion rival get get a win or two. But that Oxford game was going to be significant, especially if say Rowan Curtis isn't going to be there. Ross McCorry's definitely not mm. going to be there as well. Like so, you'd be good. Could be going into that third game with potentially two starters from your starting yeah. eleven missing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the how the Oxford one pans out, wouldn't it? Whether Kenny Kenny chooses to to, to go ahead with it or, or or not. Given, do you remember when Fleetwood called off the game early in the season because their sub goalie was that's right, cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on the bench again on, on was, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> still on the bench. I think even back then he was maybe unknown at some club, and they only brought him back maybe a week beforehand. Yeah, they like, did. So yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's not league teams calling off for internationals, isn't yeah. it? Fleetwood were in a really bad run at that time as well. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. I think, don't think, don't think Joe Barton made any bones about the fact that he wanted it called off for that reason he admitted it didn't he, he said then he had to go to Sunderland for calling off a few weeks earlier exactly. calling them cowards and all sorts yeah. Didn't yeah. But on the subject of Joe Barton did you see his comments after after the game in BBC Lan- Lancashire yesterday where he, he, he you know he said that any even the most ardent Pompey fan would, would admit that they deserve to win yeah, you could argue the merits of that one but then he said the Pompey, Pompey's goal from Raggett should never have stood absolutely shouldn't have he said, and for what he, reason he, he said that uh, Raggett uh, took a ride on the back of Suter, uh, like uh, he was uh, taking exception to where Fleet would come from because it was like riding a, a donkey on a beach. It was like, like he'd got on a saddle and riding a horse at Cheltenham. The quotes were out there. Seriously? Absolutely. Yeah, have a look at portsmouth.co.uk. Yeah. Um, but, um, I was off, by the way. That's why I didn't see it. If our site's now working and we'll be able to get stories live. Um, <laughs> but there's, uh, yeah, they were, they were, even by Joey Barton's standard some from some funky quotes shall we say yeah yeah, yeah. alright very good <laughs> Neil Arkington then on Saturday we'll leave to the behind possibility mm. of behind closed doors but it's a must Pompey win they're not doing very well Arkington at the moment are they no. but, um, I think the last beat Pompey were terrible there oh, well, that was a bleak season, afternoon yeah. up at their place Pompey was shocking and obviously it was a makeshift back four with various people missing Christian Burgess is back mm-hmm. uh, my play of the year my player there, Christian Burgess, decided. Yeah. And he was missing that game, of course. Uh, their play. Was he missing that one? Well, yeah, because Naylor came out of yeah, midfield, yeah, didn't yeah. he? That was he, was, he was missing that one as well, it was wasn't it? a big it? hole in midfield. Uh, so. so Burgess is back, and it, what a remarkable turnaround for him that he's seen as such a key performer now that probably missed him, and now he's coming back to. Yeah, solidify the defence, isn't it? So he'll be back with Raggett again, bolting the right back. Great, and... They're both great stories of two centres yeah. aren't they this season. Yeah, they really are, aren't they? Like they're, really, I'm. Not give Sean Raggett a chance, including me. <laughs> you didn't give Matt Clark a chance either, though. First a, couple, a few pre-seasons uh, ago, yeah. up at Gillingham, was Gillingham, it? Gillingham, I was a pre-season friendly. All he did was hook the ball. Out of play. 
ahead of players, right? Yeah, to be yeah. fair, it wasn't it wasn't the best performance, but you that was he was finished in your eyes there, wasn't But he? then the first time I seen Sean Raggett this season was I think the Coventry game. Well, yeah, that's poor, isn't it? And he was very poor. I don't think you'd be on your own in, in form that assessment of Sean Raggett. Yeah, no, 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 I think I also said that Adam Webster wouldn't make it. You in did, the you, you, yeah. Back in the day, talent spotter well, extraordinary. Like, so, this one, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure. <laughs> Again, no, Webster was playing right back, and he was not looking the best, was it? Once he was actually playing his correct position, yeah. he got to play. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, but Burgess is back, so well, that's a, a big boost, isn't it? Because Pompey have missed him in the last two big games, and they've taken yeah. one point from them. Uh, so uh, that, that's that's a positive. But there's just issues elsewhere on the pitch, aren't there? And uh, the whole team needs to pick up because it's not been good enough the last two games. Mm. Yeah, do you think many, many, you'll make many changes on Saturday, Jordan? <laughs> right, but obviously Burgess back in. Um, I mean, my, I, I couldn't complain at the team on Tuesday. Uh, that team would have been the team I would have played. Yeah, it was I like Cannon in the ten. Um, I, I totally, I have him there every day of the week over Marcus. I, I, I don't think Marcus is, is suited to that ten position. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, your midfield's there. I prefer McGee and deeper. Um, I don't think he's worked in that in that more advanced position. Um, so, and then if you were doing a toss up of, of Marcus and Harrison, then I, I would lean towards Harrison leading the line because of the mobility he gets. And and the case being at Peterborough, where on Saturday they played like it was Harrison there, it was Marcus. They were angling long balls up, mm-hmm. and the players. There was such a big gap between the striker and the and the, and the midfield that, that Peterborough were just mopping up, and there was no cohesion to Pompey's play. So Harrison does give them not only that presence, but he gives them mobility in behind the defender. You know, so you can drop balls over the top, and you know whether you like it or not, Pompey do get labelled as a more direct side, yeah. counter-attacking side. So you, you you need that that presence and that mobility there. So Harrison for me. What about uh, in the right wing though? Yeah, I'm just going to get to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pipe down. Um, yeah, form's been variable for for Williams, but I, I get what he he gives you. But mm-hmm. maybe uh, Harness is the one that can kind of be that kind of buzzsaw. And um, against Arsenal, I thought Harness was actually was, was very yeah. bright um, without the end product. So it's a it's a, it's a close call between yeah. those two at the moment. And look, him, both Harness and Marcus didn't really do much when they came on on Tuesday, night, did they? No, no, no not so. No, very very disappointing, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think the only one, the only attacker that played well was was, was Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he's been congratulations by the way Ellis he's from the father at the weekend I'm sure well. that means a lot to him I'm sure it does yeah. it's a nice touch yeah nice touch he's okay I'm congratulating people you're mocking League One <laughs> teams that have got no fans apparently well, Ellis they? Harrison's not going to be listening to us Acton fans aren't going to be listening to us right, uh, okay, right, 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 else I'll, I'll, okay. be listening to yeah, but I'll <laughs> tell you now I'm going to tell you now that Atkinson fans will listen to this after you say that. Yeah, I'm with the power of social media, they will be cheating here. There's no comment. need to actually put it out on social media. Well, it's going to now after that comment. When the Facebook Live thing used to happen, Ben Close's dad used to cheer in. He did, He right. told yeah. me. Yeah. I met him and he told me. And it's that kind of attitude about people not listening into Pompetal <sighs> that get Justin Edinburgh, remember, used it all those years ago. He did indeed, Jordan. There's motivation, so I think you're a little too quick to dismiss maybe, the power of Pompey Talk. I think could bring five or six bus loads down on Saturday. Then. Looking for you. Looking for me. I'll not be there, obviously. I'll be in here working. Sports meal chef. Right. Um, do, you want, do you want to give me predictions then for Saturday? No? Nah. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. No. No. Go on, go on then. Uh, behind closed doors victory. A behind cl- You're actually going for a behind closed doors a behind now? Behind closed doors victory. That's my prediction. Maybe is your door oh, yeah, open? Pump, pump <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your door's open or closed? <laughs> I'll go for Pompey win. Yeah? Pompey win. In front of a crowd? 
With Westwood out the back with his horn and bugle. You're going for a win. So I think we're all in agreement it's going to be a win. Yeah. Three yeah. points in the bag. But where's the mind they're going to crop up next? Yeah. He could be there, couldn't he? Could be. He might. He, John Coleman's quite a, got a big size to him, isn't yes, it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, There's been a wasn't there, between between Atkinson and Paul Cook's lot, didn't there? Oh wow! Yeah, that was that was. Rami Boko was that the? That was the one, Rami Boko. Yeah, the, the gentleman's agreement and um, at the crown ground being such a small small ground, we, we could actually the press could move around lucky enough to see the whole thing unfold. Or <laughs> <laughs> the aftermath of it, of Cook coming out absolutely steaming, livid and. Uh, he said, "What's this now? What's this? They're going to get it. That's it now. Lo and behold, Pompey flew into Atkinson with two 0 up in twenty minutes, yeah. weren't they? And uh, Michael Dawes' goal. That was what a goal that was, by the way. Is it worth falling out with somebody over Rami Bogle though? Is if Rami Bogle going? I think Cook needed that to get himself going. That sort of thing, <laughs> wouldn't he? He'd fall out of himself as a motivation, wouldn't he? He necessary. would. He would. Yeah." <laughs> Right, well, I think we'll leave it at that. Neil's got four stories to write, and it's half three, so, yeah. Quarter to four now. Quarter to four, it? my yeah, goodness. So, it's, it's, it's. Right, we'll wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you all again soon. Thank you again. Goodbye.